Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, What the Tech. I'm Padma Hari. And I'm Osha Savor. I'm a serial marketer and here to cut through some buzzwords and understand tech. We are proudly normalizing ignorance and sharing practical advice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Padma, I'm so excited to record our first episode together. And this one is particularly special, you know, because this was the genesis of how the idea of our podcast started. Remember when I asked you a very simple question, and I'm going to ask it again here for good time's sake. What is digital transformation? Let's get into it. Boy, there has never been a word that has been so overused uh, in, in this era. Trust me. And the, the funny part is, as much as it is overused, it is equally very ambiguous for people. There is, there is uh, very little clarity around what does transformation mean. Um, in, in a nutshell, like, you know, if you really look at it, uh, we in media have made this a very big, uh, larger than life, what digital transformation is. It is something that's happening on an everyday basis is how are companies enhancing their operational efficiency, delivering personalization to customers, enhancing customer experience and increasing their product portfolio is with the use of technology. That in a nutshell is digital transformation. It is nothing that is out of the ordinary. It is not a parallel life an organization is living somewhere. It is embedded. And the one component that has a monumental impact on how transformation will or will not work for you is your culture. So uh, I think in a nutshell, that's what it is. Use technology to make better business decision and drive your business forward. Wow. So basically, simply put, it's, um, it's if we were to use tech or digital tools to do anything better, faster, cheaper, that is basically in a nutshell digital transformation. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's, uh, yeah, you summarized it beautifully. That is literally what digital transformation is. And in one field, there is a huge monumental amount of transformation that's happening uh, is marketing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. changing so fast. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about your experience. What are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, oh my God, where do I start? You know, at a macro level, when I go back 15 years ago, like, you know, nothing, nothing is literally the same. Actually, actually, let me take a step back. There are so much of the basics that remain the same, which is that you must start all your marketing conversations with the who you're targeting, the consumer, the what, the when, the how, and the why, the most important question, right? So some of that very obvious but underlying framework doesn't change, and I think it's it's a timeless framework. However, what has changed entirely is how we go to market, right? How she's consuming, he or she's consuming data, how she she or he is consuming content, how the brands are engaging, how we're lining up the consumer journeys, where he or she is shopping, the, the scale at which the content is being produced, the scale at which community engagement needs to happen to build that one-on-one relationship, personalization, social media, influencers, user-generated content, like you name it, there isn't anything that is the same. And it's comical sometimes when I think about 15 years ago, just creating digital banners was the extent of digital marketing. And now digital banners is like literally a drop in the ocean of everything else that one can do and should do and must do to keep keep up with the with the world. So 
So yes, can't disagree um, that marketing has been so fully disrupted. And and the worst is, or the best part of it is that we're not done yet. And and there is so much more coming, right? And and I know that in our future podcast, we're going to talk about generative AI and AI in general. My God, what is happening over there, right? Like all the change that's coming my way. And I'm like, oh my God, so much to learn again. So so yeah, it's 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 a lot, but it's very exciting. It's very, very exciting to just constantly keep pace with 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 the development in the space. It is very, very exciting. Absolutely right. Yeah, marketing has evolved phenomenally. So as a marketer, if you really think about it, what are your biggest struggles of the choices you have to make? Like day-to-day choices. Well, I would think that would be very difficult with so much evolution. Just shed some light on that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I think if I were to just start from the most basic things, right, and then find our way up to perhaps somewhat more complex topics. So first and foremost, the man- management of omni-channel marketing, right? What used to be just done in in-store is also done online. The complexity of different PNLs, the complexity of consumer journeys, the complexity of switching funding from one place to the other and measuring the ROI on all of that marketing and making those choices, right? I think I think that is some I would say underpinning like the biggest challenge as an omnichannel marketer that you're that you're facing, further compounded by all of the retailer media and retailer marketing that is now available that was not available before. So all of this retailer media now is competing with your national media dollars. That is yet another choice you're making. And especially as all the retailers come forth and launch their retailer media networks as well, right? So that sort of adds and compounds into the overall omni-channel marketing framework. Second big uh, pillar in my mind is around information overload and attention scarcity with consumers in general, right? So now you may have the most exciting marketing plan, media plan, placement, etc. You you work through, you've figured out the right investment levels, your PLs working and so on. But now you have to talk about how you break through the clutter. 15 years ago even and 20 years ago, the number of advertising uh, or the number of advertisements that were being served to consumers was far less than what it is today. Right? We now are just constantly on our phone. Not only is there an in- overload in information, retention of that information is that much harder. So you have to serve your ads so many more times to really for it to register, for the consumer to take action, to discover, and then to actually convert, right? So in a way, your consumer journey should shrink. One would think it actually extends because now the amount of time you have to spend to convert a consumer is 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 far more complicated as well, right? And then the third one in my mind, that's a, that's a really big one, as that technology is so not done transforming itself and we have to keep pace, right? And and every day we get hit up by so many vendors, so many things that we could be looking into. And all of it seems exciting. It's like sometimes I feel like I'm a marketer in a candy shop and there are all these amazing tools that are available to me. All I have to do is just do a pilot test and, and figure it out. But pilots take money and pilots take time and not everything is worth it. 
So as a marketer, as you as you identify your business objectives and you figure out exactly what you're going to do, you're also constantly having to make choices about your tech stack. What is the bare minimum you can get away with, right? And as you go from good to great, what does that tech stack look like and exactly what you need to do to 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 action that. And lastly, as you look into all of these platforms, privacy and data um data concerns are very real, right? Like you when you think about media and you think about targeting, targeting can be so sensitive. So just because there's a platform, just because there's a cool tool out there doesn't mean you can jump on it. Your legal teams get involved, your regulatory teams get involved and there's complexity between Europe and the US. So there is there is a very complex um sort of um due diligence that needs to happen before you adopt any platform as well so i think those are some of the big challenges that i am at least facing in my day to day life i don't know had my few a different opinion but those are those are just sort of like the big four that come to my mind right now yeah i agree 100% like technology has evolved so much and specifically with the with the upcoming of like you know e-commerce and and just the in general of like you know being so much present in the digital space um and specifically with the younger generation or people who are like you know um who are born with technology right their yeah. uh, interface between technology world and the physical world it is so transparent like they don't yeah. see a difference um for for a business today uh, to think about there is a there is another buzzword right everybody keeps using omni right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when you're talking about your brick and mortar world and a digital world as a consumer you don't have a difference the consumer doesn't have any difference between those two worlds and with the younger generation it it doesn't exist and that's where um the service to the customer availability of your product uh transparency in pricing these are some of the components that become extremely important for a business to stay relevant and to stay authentic and that's why technology comes into play and that's the, that's what companies need to embrace more than anything you know yeah no definitely i mean the power of data and technologies is truly just completely undeniable in just sort of going back to my my biggest fear of getting disrupted right and and trying to keep pace with different technologies that are that are emerging and what one must keep eyes on and therefore actually start to experiment a little bit test and learn as the technologies evolve so padma is being in that space what is your recommendation to marketers what are some tech spaces out there that are interesting to you and that you think that all the marketers at your advice that that should actually be doing some test and learns on it yeah um i think like you know with with everything like look technology is getting uh, in injected everywhere you walk into your house you have alexa right you use voice to communicate with even the appliances in your house um so i would say like the first and foremost iot which is internet of things meaning yeah. anything that is providing whether it's your microwave your washing machine your security system in your house um or a wearable like a whoop watch you're wearing or an apple watch you're wearing any of that is like you know that's all internet of things which is actually transmitting and producing data in some shape or form that can be useful for any given business right whichever business and data ownership is a different conversation but um 
the business that owns that data it becomes a very critical gold mine so i think there is going to be a lot of evolution in that space companies are going to learn to how to use that data better to drive decision making the second piece is of course like it's everywhere ai generative ai now so mm-hmm. with coming ai and coming of generative ai what's happening is like you know um the question the way we interact with the problem it is getting simplified more and more and more simplified um I'll give you an example when I started my career um when we used to do linear regression we used to write code for that mm. right it was it was in a package you call in and like you know do a linear regression or it it wasn't as simple uh, all ai and everything is some advanced form of statistics right that's what it is so at that point everything was very manual and today um as as someone said uh, data scientist at least it was 5 years ago is the sexiest job it was mm-hmm. because of like you know their ability to use statistics in such seamless platforms and create capabilities and results for organizations that would drive efficiency their like you know value proposition in the market and what they are bringing as an organization so that's again the second thing that i would keep in mind is ai which is going to evolve heavily the third piece i would say robotics so as we are going through this automation uh, specifically in the manufacturing arena lot of like you know if you really think of car manufacturing it has it is completely robotics right now i think this is going to become more and more and more common with any kind of manufacturing uh looking at robotics and trying to simplify that process um automation everywhere the mundaneing task and generative ai is going to support that uh journey even faster than where we are today of um automation looking at all the mundaneing task repetitive task and completely setting a bot um any kind of artificial intelligence that can actually complete that task where you don't need human intellect you don't need intuition you don't need empathy you don't need cognitive ability strong cognitive ability all that i would say will get um uh, baked into like some kind of an ai so those those are some of the things like you know we need to watch out life is going to get very simpler and very complex at the same time uh so we are going to be living in a very uh, weird space that doing things is very simple but how those things get done is going to be very complex if that makes sense it sort of kind of makes sense it's it's kind of like you know i love to joke when when you know you when your video conference is not working in a conference room just when a very important meeting is about to start and everybody's running around trying to get those phones to work and screens to work and then just the realization that dawns upon me between ai and us doing space travel that humans could be on mars <laughs> right like you're like where are the human priorities right now can we please somebody figure out video and microphone technology like let's start from basics you know um anyway enough about marketing uh you know i i i do want to go back to the big picture of digital transformation because while marketing as a function has been the most disrupted by by transformation there is something to be said about the impact of it on data and supply chain as well so would love to hear your thoughts about that i know big data was like the buzzword a few years ago and now nobody really talks about it i'm sure 
something happened there so tell us tell us the dirty and 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 really quite honestly um the real the real deal here uh yeah i think you know when you say the term big data i got to give uh tech folks props on like you know how beautifully they marketed that right mm-hmm. big data is nothing uh more than the influx of too much data like too much there is nothing no such thing as like you know i am pretty sure you have heard the term like there is no such thing as too rich and too skinny i would say there is no such thing as too rich too skinny too much data so it's it's one of those scenarios so big data was actually coined as a very generic term where you had a lot of velocity a lot of volume and not a variety of data This is an era where like you know you had uh different new technologies coming in whether it was wearable even your microwave was getting very digital nest was coming in in like home automation um you had DoorDash that was delivering everywhere so there was technology in all the simple things that we were doing and because of that technology by design we generated so much data and that's mm. what big data was right so whether mm. you are a product company who was manufacturing a product and suddenly like you know um not just manufacturing now you are marketing this product in a digital platform where the consumer is directly interacting with you so imagine like pre digital space you are serving the customer you have a measurement of how much sell through is happening that's the only way you are understanding the customer behavior now mm. you have so much data in your hand that you can understand the digital behavior of a customer and their affinity towards your product and that's what actually coined the word big data right so um that was evolution of uh, data coming together but i still think like you know companies have not figured out how to actually tap into the potential of data right um as i just jokingly said like there is no such thing as too much data but at the same time not every single data point that you have is relevant either right so understanding the relevancy of that data what decisions can it drive becomes very important today what is happening is companies have this mindset is like oh my god i'm sitting in this mountain of data and everybody keeps saying i have big data technology meaning i have the platform that can handle this amount of data now what and i think that's the cycle that i think in the near future we will see a rapid evolution there i think it's already happening in some big spaces but there is still some amount of catch up needs to be done it is not baked into um, every company's dna yet but data is going to become a dna component where it becomes a very critical factor to drive decision making Today, what is happening is we take data, we synthesize data, we learn from it, and we go, "Hmm, that makes sense." And then the decision-making process is still what was happening 25 years ago, right? That needs to evolve a little bit. It has to have a catalyst of data, and it data analysis, data science, machine learning—all of this has to become very prescriptive in future. Right. and businesses have to start taking those prescription and moving forward so i i i think that that's the natural evolution of data that's uh, definitely uh needs to happen and will happen in a very rapid scale moving forward you know padma in all honesty it all sounds so cool and and perhaps my um my perception of this is a bit marred by being in cpg and perhaps there are different industries that are far ahead in terms of evolution I find that while there might be a lot of data 
that we have access to. It's oftentimes connectivity in different data points is where it all falls apart for me, right? So you think that you could have a big data platform, you could have AI and somehow AI will connect the dots and and every click of a button, you know exactly what you have to do and the computers and the data have done the job for you. But I, I don't see that happening in real life. And I don't know if that is because transformations just tend to fail as they happen or that that level of technology simply doesn't exist. We speak of it because it's the utopia of data and data analysis, but it doesn't quite exist yet. So I don't know which of the two is true. No, the technology definitely exists, right? Mm. However, the use cases, right? This is, you made a very excellent point where you said, like, look, I, I, I am given a perception of AI or data and analytics can do all these things. And which is true, a lot of companies have very similar perception, but what they fail to do is fine tune the use case. What am I trying to achieve out of it? And another component of this is culture right and most of if you truly imagine what is this what does the c-suite look like in all the big organization these are not the people who grew up with technology these are the people who adopted technology including myself right these are the people who adopted technology as they were quite mature they were getting matured in their career mm-hmm. that's where this huge influx of technology happened so it's not in their pure dna to lean technology first right um you honestly think about like you know you go you you don't have banded in the house nine out of the ten times depending on which age group you're talking to the knee-jerk reaction is oh let me quickly run to the drugstore and get some band-aid yeah mm-hmm. if you have a 12 year old in the house they'll be like oh hold on let me instacart it it will be here in two hours mm-hmm. you know that changes like you know innately knowing a technology as a tool like how we knew get in the car and drive Knowing a, a cell phone or a capability that innately in your ecosystem is what we need, which is a very big product of culture. So most of the companies do have like, you know, don't have that culture. And I think uh, Peter Drecker is the one who said um, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So mm-hmm. and, and it's 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 that mindset. If you don't drive the culture, if you don't change the culture and make an organization very consciously digital first, it's a little bit difficult. So, yes, technology is there, but the use cases where technology can be used is not seen all the way through. So every most of the companies have this very holistic, big, big approach of like, you know, we're going to change everything. But mm-hmm. if you don't change your process and your culture, technology itself alone cannot drive transformation. That is so, so, so true. So let me ask you this. Um, as companies think about digital transformation and you think about culture as a big part of how you drive digital transformation, any advice in terms of how how we should think about it? Is there like a model that we can use for a small size company versus a large size company? I don't know if you have any thoughts around that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like if you really think about transformation, right? There are two if you if you try to segment companies, they would fall under two particular genres. Number one are the one who were forced, the market forced their hand 
to transform and uh, you know not even companies i would say look at the functions marketing had no choice but pivot into a digital space they didn't have a choice one fine day you woke up and everything was digital and you had to catch up very fast and then uh, social media came you had to catch up very quickly with social media because you had audiences the visibility of audiences became so drastic so fast right and that's the same thing with a lot of like functions companies they don't have a choice there are certain areas you have a very good good amount of choice that you can still make where you can uh, structure this transformation and supply chain is one of them finance is one of them sales is one of them where you have the ability to frame this and i think like you know there is the, the major framework you need to follow is first answer why why am mm. i trying to change this process why am i what is this going to do for me is this going to be make me a better organization it's going to allow me to sell more it's going to allow me to get the market leadership whatever that might be right the second thing is prepare for culture change which is very very important mm-hmm. without culture this is not going to move forward mm-hmm. the third piece is start small bites very strategic small bites don't try to boil the ocean so start in small pieces and transform the whole pro- whole like you know trifecta people process technology culture change all of that at the same time in small bites map the technology implementation map, roadmap right technology new technology does not mean transformation hmm new technology means you got new technology new technology combined with change of process combined with a cultural push combined with change of how people are interacting with those systems is what is going to drive transformation with a very very pointed strategic goal of what that achievement should be and um another thing i think i trap i think companies fall into is um i want to do everything on my own by myself I'll do it on my own. Seek partners, seek experts who are good in the technology, who have done the process transformation, who have like lean into people who have gone through this journey. There are so many organizations, so many companies who do that who will crawl walk run with you um on your journey. lean into them as opposed to you trying to do everything on your own it's it's more of a divide and conquer um that is that will be extremely critical for your success and the other piece is gather feedback gather feedback refine your needs do not try to transform something that is so foreign like if even if you are leapfrogging leapfrog with a relevance don't use your core lose your core identity of who you are as an organization in the name of transformation then you are going to end up with like you know this half baked pie that is not edible at all right and understand the scale of your transformation how will you scale it um what does the scalability journey look like because you remember you're starting very small right so these i i would say these are the fundamental seven bullet points i would think about uh when you are starting on a when you are intentionally starting on a transformation journey but like you know look 
it is uh, transformation is like it's it's huge it's big it's not a topic for one day obviously right. um as a cmo like you have like this is one function that was just like bam hit by this as a cmo what would be your advice like you know to watch out for how should you deal with this how should you react to the transformation it is happening not happening what what would be your recommendation um you know I, if i could steal some of what you said i i do think that avoiding the temptation to boil the ocean is an important one because when you see a giant task in front of you it paralyzes you and to the point that you made that several of us were born when technology was not what it is today right so it has been an adopted skill so when it isn't your second skin or your second nature right like um it's 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 not it's not obvious to you right so it's it's a learned skill so i i um i do find that a lot of uh people actually really get paralyzed by the task in front of them so taking those small bites uh, a bite-sized approach is a very important one i would also say which has been the premise of why we are starting this podcast is to really 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 simplify mm-hmm. i cannot i cannot say this enough that we all assume that the other knows what we are talking about but often time in my last 15 years of 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 being in marketing um i have realized that there is a lot that others don't know and because that lack of knowledge persists and there is such embarrassment in accepting that you don't know something especially the more senior you get the more embarrassing it is that you that you don't know and it's it's just something you assume others know therefore you don't know but you often realize that others don't know it either So therefore it's okay to ask and actually if you ask the question maybe you're helping everyone else around you too. So I I really think that I I urge my tech partners to simplify what they are suggesting, what they're talking about, to not assume knowledge. And 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 quite honestly, if the knowledge exists over communication never hurts. That is just uh my my thought on this and 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 lastly I would say that a well-defined objective is very very important and I think that you said something very profound which is just because you have a tech tool doesn't mean you've transformed the company a tool is a tool right so for you to really use the tool and to create a real transformation your objective and buy-in from your stakeholders is extremely critical right so therefore again creating those test and learn bite-sized approaches comes back to be of real hope so so i don't know that's just my marketer's point of view but it seems like we're so aligned well is it a surprise being that we are doing this together No no it's it's like you know marketing and tech one goes hand in hand and at this point the way the world is evolving tech has to be hand in hand like in a a company that is in existence in today's day if your te- chief technology officer or your chief digital officer does not have a seat at the table you are at a very disadvantageous position because yeah. now what you don't have is you don't know how to utilize this technology to drive results you don't know how can this technology propel you so then we you fall into the same cycle of yeah i have all these technologies but what do i do with it how is this changing me right and i think that is that, that is what i i personally think like you know from a people in technology we have taken a very mainstream role very central role in how are we holding 
hands of our partners who are the marketers, who are the salespeople, who are the HR folks, who are like the entire organization, how we are banding together to really leapfrog forward or propel forward for the organization that's i think the, the biggest change the sooner the companies understand that um and of course like exactly what you said define your goal don't try to swallow the whole elephant like take bite-sized pieces and like you know and demonstrate quick wins because transformation is a journey like someone told me it's it's a marathon not a sprint right yeah so mm-hmm. it's a marathon take your time running it uh because it's uh, otherwise you will end up quitting and it's uh, all you have left is a uh, a very expensive uh experiment that you conducted um so that partnership is critical that patience and the map out of that journey is critical quick wins are critical and of course a very strategic objective is extremely critical last question on this topic who should lead digital transformation in a company ah wow angel question <laughs> i think um the, it it has to be a partnership it cannot hmm. be led by technology it cannot be led by a marketer because look i i personally think like running a business is an art technology is a science it's it's very black and white technology is very black and white art is extremely colorful and what people tend to forget is black and white is also part of that color palette right so the more you have this partnership and we lean into each other pave the path of future that is that is what is going to lead you to success that's why it is called transformation as well because one it's hard two it takes time and it is actually going to shift your entire persona into something more beautiful into something more new into something more relevant and that is very apt for you at that point right so i think it has to be a partnership and the ownership of that partnership and the the burden of like you know who said this spiderman or uh, spiderman's uncle with great power <laughs> comes great responsibility and i think that both all the team members your entire leadership has this responsibility to hold hands for the greater good and yeah. um, if you have that mindset uh, as an organization i i highly doubt you'll fail your transformation Very exciting. All right. Well, that brings us to a close, Padma. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for more episodes.